1: This is Two Guys, Five Movies, back with The Quick Cage. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasperi.
0: This is Frank Pellicone.
1: Frank, this is the podcast that Corona can't stop. So <laughs> um, we're back with what movie this week?
0: Uh, we're going to do uh, 2020, The Color Out of Space.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, tell us
0: a little bit about the movie, then. So directed by Richard Stanley, um, who's probably most famous for getting kicked off the island of Dr. Moreau in nineteen ninety six. Mm. Um it's a horror sci fi adaptation of the HP Lovecraft story by the same name. Um stars cage as this sort of I don't know, like eccentric father who lives with his family out in the middle of nowhere in the middle of uh I guess Massachusetts like Miskatonic County, I guess in Lovecraft mythology. Um Meteorite crashes on their farm, uh, starts to mutate the local plant life and the flora and fauna, whatever, and then eventually drives everyone in the family crazy. Um, that's pretty much the whole story. Like, nobody believes them for a long time that it's happening, and then by the time they do, it's too late. And, uh, some really great um, body horror in this. Uh, looking into it, it seems like most of it was done in post production. 'cause I guess there wasn't much of a budget for the movie. So it's a lot of it's done with like matte painting and like green screen and post production digital manipulation. But um it's fantastic. Like the colors in it are amazing. The visual effects are amazing. Um, Cage is appropriately unhinged throughout the movie. Like it's him at his most crazy. So but like effective crazy, not like terrible I don't know, like Castor Troy face off crazy. Although it's kinda similar in <laughs> like to that um but basically just him trying to like get people to believe that there's something weird going on and then him like slowly losing his mind and basically getting taken over by an alien uh parasite
1: okay really so you s- you said this is appropriate crazy so g- give me a description of appropriate crazy like what 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 do you, what do you mean by that exactly
0: i mean he's over the top you know he's doing like his like hooting and hollering and weird, like oh, like noises, like when something goes wrong. And there's one point where um his family gets interviewed because they claim the meteorite crashed, but then nobody can find the meteorite, and his hair's all like messed up. And during the interview, and they're sitting there watching, he's like, "How come nobody told me my hair was messed up? Oh, they could have told me to comb my hair first. I look crazy." And then. Like, over the course of the movie, like, that progresses as kind of a theme, but, like, he just goes unhinged. Um, Basically, like, his wife dies, and then her and his son, like, meld together into this one, like, horribly disfigured, like, organism that kind of feeds off itself. And his horse gets mutated, and his dog dies, and his kid gets sucked down a well and turned into, like, lights, and I don't know. Um, Pretty great, pretty great movie, though really really well done really uh taught um pretty well paced um Tommy chong is in it as this old hippie that kind of lives on their property and sort of lives off the land and he eventually gets killed and kind of turned into a plant by this thing and some of the best um some of the best body horror in my opinion since the thing which is to me like the pinnacle of body horror is uh 82's john carpenter's the thing um But where that achieved everything with practical effects, this does most of it with digital. But still, like, it's a really, really amazing movie. How does Tommy Chong look? The same as Tommy Chong has looked for 40 years, I guess. Um, I don't think that dude really ages. I guess he's preserved in some manner by, like, (laughs) whatever. His natural lifestyle, so to speak. But, um, yeah, he looks the same. He just looks like Tommy Chong.
1: I I think it's amazing that Tommy Chong and Cheech Marin, Marin are uh, still still kicking, you know? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's
0: something. And so, still, like, basically turned into a good performance, you know? I mean, he's, he's an effective yeah. part of the movie. Some yeah. good comic relief at points. Cage does the same thing. Like, Cage is some comic relief, too, but eventually, like, turns it around and becomes, like, really tragic and sort of horrifying, like, towards the end of the movie. So,
1: this is a good Cage performance, then, right?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: So what, what do you think, why some of these movies are where you think he has good performances? What, what do you think the difference is as you're starting to watch more of his movies uh, between these really shitty performances that you end up describing most weeks versus right. something like this?
0: I think it's just how much he's into the script. Like how much he believes in the director's vision and the script itself and the movie itself. One of the interesting things is so in the past year, he's done this and he's done um, Mandy and both low budget independent horror movies, both movies that are kind of like non-traditional like horror kind of sort of dealing with like cosmic horror in a way. Because Mandy, even though it's kind of a slasher movie, is still like a cosmic horror movie, Um, Mm -hmm. both both produced by Elijah Wood. Which is weird. Like Elijah Woods become like this, like slowly becoming this like big horror producer in Hollywood. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess just if Cage like believes in the project he's doing, like there's something about it. Maybe it's the director can kind of like channel it in the right direction or tone it down somewhat. Um, But I don't know. Like whatever it is, I I think you can tell the movies that are a quick cash grab for Nicolas Cage and the movies that Nicolas Cage truly believes, you know, are like. worth making and worth people seeing
1: here's a question how do you how do you think cage
0: takes direction from people do you think do you think he takes direction yeah i feel like he's a pretty good collaborator with directors like i think you can see when he works with talented directors like i don't like the movie but you look at something like um like raising arizona like that's very specifically directed cage you know Mm -hmm. like he's very much doing what the coen brothers want him to do and you can see that in stuff like it's a ridiculous performance but face off is the same way with john wu like it's very like specific how he like moves between kind of a parody of himself and then a parody of john travolta and um you know and mandy like the director is letting him be himself but also kind of reigning him in and you can tell that like there's that give and take between them um and then another stuff like I think, I think I may have said this before. Like, I think sometimes if he feels like the thing he's in is like complete shit, that he just goes completely over the top in an effort to make it like that. The thing that's the thing you take away from the movie, because if you think about how bad the Wicker Man remake right. is, like how bad the plot is, how bad the realization, like the interpretation of that movie, what you take away from the Wicker Man is just Nicholas Cage is like over the top and crazy right like you remember him you know he's punching a woman in a bear suit you don't oh, right. to think about like how just really bad that movie is
1: sure like the all. the 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 thing that survives is the youtube video of the 5 minutes of all the times he's being crazy and punching and assaulting right. women and he's getting himself over because the movie itself can't get over in some ways
0: Right, and you wonder if that's self-serving, or maybe that's almost, like, his way of protecting the movie. Yeah. So that it becomes, like, caricature, as opposed to just, like, why is this guy in this bad movie? But look, that doesn't excuse it, because I've seen enough movies this year of things (laughs) that he's been in that are just bad movies (laughs) that he doesn't act well in. Like, there's there's one that we'll talk about in a couple weeks called Kill Chain, which might Uh be the worst fucking, like, I don't even know how to like rashomon style revenge thrill. <laughs> oh my god, and it's got a good cast too. It's just like he's doing like the Hollywood Hogan beard that's basically like, painted on his face and mm-hmm. having sex with like the hot Hispanic woman. And it's just that's a lot that's of Hispanic cases is worse.
1: That's certainly something that's revealing itself. A lot of Hispanic, uh, uh, first like uh, like a uh, primary like lead actresses in the movies.
0: Yeah, it's weird because his um his wife is Asian, mm. I think, or his like most recent ex wife was Asian. I don't know if he's married right now, and I guess there's probably no more about him. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just that this movie specifically because Richard Stanley um, did a movie in the '90s called Dust Devil, which is a really good um, Australian slasher movie that's got like a like a supernatural. Um, like possession element to it, really good movie, and I think that's why he was tagged to do um, Doctor Moreau, and then he gets like fired from Doctor Moreau, and he doesn't really do much for, I don't know, like twenty some years, and then this movie just shows that he really was like a good director, so hmm. pretty cool to see him come back and do something like really good, and again, like I I love the fact that like he's really into Lovecraft, and he's gonna do um, I think the Dunwich Horror is another Elijah Wood production that they're going to make. Oh. They're going to do an adaptation of that, which... Um,
1: okay, that's cool. Hopefully
0: hopefully they'll get Nicolas Cage to star in that, too, and he can play... Uh, although, um, the character, Charles Dexter Ward, that um, is a recurring character in Lovecraft stuff, is in this in this movie, in the Colorado space, and mm-hmm. is not Nicolas Cage. So I'm assuming that they might get that guy to come back and be Interesting. You know, sort of the investigator, which would be cool as like a through line if they do this. The Dunwich Horror, sure. and maybe like Maybe the Shadow of Rensmith or something like that they could do as the third one, or even like the, the Strange Case of Charles Dexter Ward, mm-hmm. uh, both of which are really good Lovecraft stories, because he said he wants to do like a trilogy of like Lovecraft, like Cosmic R stuff.
1: Yeah, that's cool. How, just I guess out of curiosity, how does this movie deal with diversity issues and stuff like that, considering the uh, modern reputation
0: of Lovecraft now? Uh, Charles Dexter Ward is, is played by I'm an African-American. I think I can yeah. say an African actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean,
1: well, that's a big step right there. So,
0: yeah, I mean. like there's been enough. I've I've read enough fiction by um, people of color who have kind of taken Lovecraft stuff and adapted it in different ways. Um, specifically, there's a book called Lovecraft Country, um, which was written by a black man that kind of deals with um I guess, like, the the travel guides for black people in, like, the South in, like, the 50s where mm-hmm. they would tell them, like, what towns were friendly, what towns were not friendly, like, where to avoid, but sort of, like, weaves in the cosmic car, and that's really good, and um sort of I don't know if maybe it, like, makes peace with the idea that Lovecraft was a pretty bad racist, but it at least, like, brings Lovecraft's fantastic ideas into a more modern light. yeah, Which I think is appropriate. I mean, like, the man wrote like amazing stories it's just sure you, you can condemn i think the artist and still appreciate the art in some way yeah, so.
1: right i actually just real quick aside yeah. is that i read a long article today about t.s Eliot, which i won't send you um because i know that's some things you don't like to know about certain people
0: right you do make um, me
1: angry. right but uh the, that Lovecraft Country, that is what Jordan Peele is producing for HBO now, right?
0: Uh-huh, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. Okay, that's cool.
0: I mean, it was a really fantastic book. Like, if anybody has the inclination to read something that's a good blend of, like, American history and, like, abject, like, cosmic terror, um, it's it, it's a really good read. It's pretty quick, too. Yeah. A few hundred pages. But um, we're, it's, it's, it's worth reading. It'll be a good so adaptation. It'll lend itself to, to television well.
1: So you still haven't developed your uh, cage tiers yet, but uh, what what do you what do you kind of put this movie on?
0: Um, How would I mean, you try to shorten it up and define it. It's it's a solid eight in terms of like cage insanity, um, and it honestly is like probably an eight in terms of performance. Like it's a really mm-hmm. solid, like nuanced performance by him. That yeah. still like lends itself to the ridiculousness that is Nicolas Cage.
1: So, all right,
0: but I loved it. I mean, seriously, like I would one hundred percent recommend it to anybody. Like I think it's a really, really worth watching.
1: Yeah, awesome. Okay, so as everybody can probably tell, the audio quality is probably a little bit different. That's because we're um, here in Maryland. We're in a, on the stay-at-home order right now, uh, so we're doing this over Skype uh, for the first time ever. But uh, how are you holding up uh, being indoors, Frank? It's
0: been fine. Um, I actually have to go take my uh, COVID nineteen test tomorrow, mm. um, so we'll see how that goes. But um, how are you feeling about that? I don't know. It's weird. I don't want to get a friggin' long. I don't know. Whatever you call it. like, what do they call those things? Like a q-tips? swab? Yeah, oh, q-tips right, yeah. Stuck down my yeah. nose. Like that's kind of gross. Right. Hopefully it's quick though, and I don't know. It'll be over pretty early in the day. So and then yeah. uh, I can finish out my friggin two-week quarantine
1: yeah yeah because you're you're required to stay inside right now right yes
0: yeah i'm not allowed to really leave my house
1: yeah well hopefully hopefully it's just a sinus thing that you got going on and yeah i've been taking
0: um antibiotics and over-the-counter medicine and i actually feel pretty good yeah nice Um, i slept really well last night so that's a plus awesome
1: yeah Yeah. so how are you you doing uh okay. We um we ended up going out today, uh, my wife and I to Redner's grocery store, Walmart and to get cigarettes and um it took about like 3 hours total. Walmart feels like the apocalypse because right. it's one-way entrance, one-way exit. Um a lot of different places that you go like the deli counter. Um has they all have entrance points now where social spacing is taking effect in the line and everybody's wearing masks and uh, yeah it's, it's 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 weird out there
0: um, yes yeah. I went to Walgreens yesterday to pick up a prescription and it was the same yeah um, people wearing masks and I wore a mask and you know to go out right. and carried sanitizer with me so I could make sure I was like sanitizing myself before I touched anything and it is weird it is very apocalyptic. Yeah. On the plus side, I've been cooking like crazy, so that's, that's cool. <laughs> what oh, that's have you nice. been cooking? Um, I made a breakfast casserole tonight that was pretty delicious. Nice. So I don't know what tomorrow is. Tomorrow is either meatloaf or um, I don't know. We'll see. I I think I might make meatloaf tomorrow.
1: <laughs> Good. Um. Yeah, no, it's it's weird. It's weird out there. I mean, ostensibly you drive around and doesn't feel completely different. It just feels like a, um, like a slow day, kind right. of. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Prior to the lunch run. right? And uh, but yeah, then you actually go to places and yeah. Now I ended up wearing a mask uh, for Walmart. Um, it's probably some sort of judgment on my part, I assume, but um. But uh, I didn't at Redners, and then like the cigarette store was weird because they actually have their like big gate down on the front door, and you have to call, and then they'll come out, take your order, go back in with your card or your money, and then bring everything back out to you. So it's like I've never had, um, you know, like full full service cigarette delivery. But yeah.
0: I'll tell you though, my friend Jim told me a story about um he went to Royal Farms the other day and he said he was in line and this guy was like trying to like press up on him and push past him to grab stuff off the counter and the guy was like not respecting like social spacing and also I don't know. I mean there's still some people that don't take it seriously and I think that's why we're gonna be stuck in this ridiculousness for a little while longer. So
1: Yeah. I mean I hope I hope the science is right and that we're in the next couple of weeks, we'll reach peak, and we have some good signs coming out of New York—not the death totals necessarily, but at least the uh, number of uh, confirmed cases is decreasing for the past couple of days in a row. So, right, because um, it's a it's a horror show up there.
0: I mean, yeah, that's it's it's terrible. It's really sad.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: I don't know. I don't want to get into
1: the politics of it, but the 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 right. Blasio, like. I I haven't even seen the man. I don't think. Um, like since this has started, like Cuomo, it just seems has had to pretty much take over that entire situation up there. Oh yeah. Like I don't know what the hell happened to Blasio, but
0: <clears throat> uh,
1: seems Cuomo's largely doing out- good
0: job. It feels though. So
1: Cuomo, yeah, it seems like it. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, he's certainly advocating as much as possible for that state. It seems, but yeah. and our and our governor um, is. I mean, I think. We're actually in the bottom half of the country in terms of number of cases and stuff like that. In terms of states, um, yeah.
0: When, when, when you look at our confirmed cases versus people tested, like we have tested a significantly higher amount than we've actually had confirmed cases. So, right. I don't yeah. think the shelter in place a month ago was really effective. And smart. I agree. Yep. And I, I think it's helped. You know, like kind of. Our state in Delaware as well because Delaware has the thing where if you come into Delaware for no reason they have to um self quarantine for fourteen days. Right. So Yeah. I broke the law today
1: and crossed over that third that third of a mile in the Delaware.
0: Um couldn't so, get your cigarettes anywhere else. Yeah, you know, it's
1: taxes, man, taxes, you know. <laughs> Right. You gotta save money. You um, do, you do. But but yeah, I didn't see it. I saw people, you know coming in and out of the state i don't think they're watching the borders necessarily you know they're Um, watching
0: more into like pennsylvania new jersey i think actually
1: yeah like
0: like they're looking at for people trying to come to the malls and
1: sure come
0: down to places like that so yeah yeah
1: but yeah it's uh it's it's an adventure i guess
0: um yeah i mean it's something that you know 20 years from now we'll still be able to talk about
1: yeah i mean this is Uh-huh. sure right yeah i mean this is gonna be yeah like i said this is gonna be like a once-in-a-century thing like right you know and i mean it's gonna be the thing now that it's like nine what was nine eleven 11 worlds no longer a nine eleven
0: world anymore i mean yeah well hopefully it affects some positive change but who knows
1: i agree i still think in the long term um that it will i mean i think that people are going to have to actually see different aspects of the country they've never seen before and start reprioritizing values overall. And I hope that will affect some positive change out of things.
0: Agreed. So, So. all right.
1: Well, um, so, uh,
0: where was that movie available at Frank? Uh, I had to rent it on prime. So it's probably still just a rental. Okay. All right. I'm sure it'll Uh, be on Scudder in the next like six months. Sure. Yeah. Okay.
1: Sounds good. All right. Well, be safe. Take care. Yep, you too. Good to talk All right. to you. Yep. Have a good night, All everybody. Right.
0: All right, bye.